I find it confusing that we are told as parents that we need to set boundaries with our kids. We need to hold our ground. But so often when we do that, we end up in power struggles. Power struggles can happen in any relationship. And in fact, they do happen in every relationship, but they're especially pertinent in the parent-child relationship. A power struggle happens anytime that the parent and the child both want their way and refuse to back down. As a parent, I don't want you to back down, but I do want you to practice meeting your child in the middle. It can be almost easy to use the quote unquote, because I said so approach. And on the flip side, also easy just to give in. It's harder to be creative. It's harder to find the middle ground, but you will get better at it with practice. And when your kids feel respected and they feel heard and valued, you'll find that you're happier, they're happier, and they comply and do what you need them to do more often. Hi, this is Danae. I'm the founder of Simple Families. Simple Families is an online community for parents who are seeking a simpler, more intentional life. In this show, we focus on minimalism with kids, positive parenting, family wellness, and decreasing the mental load. My perspectives are based in my firsthand experience raising kids, but also rooted in my PhD in child development. So you're going to hear conversations that are based in research, but more importantly, real life. Thanks for joining us. Hi there. Thanks for tuning in today. We're talking about power struggles. Anybody that's listening? Yes, this applies to you. Power struggles are universal in parenting. If you're asking yourself, are power struggles a thing in my house? Yes, they are. Because essentially raising children is like one gigantic 20 plus year long power struggle as we're launching kids off to be independent humans. We're slowly letting go of control, little by little by little, handing over a little more power every day. Some days it feels like a smooth transition of power, but most days it doesn't. Part of that lies in the fact that We don't know what our kids can handle on any given day. They're constantly growing and changing. We want to empower them to be their own people, but we also need to keep them safe. And we also have an agenda. We have plenty of things that we have to get done every day. And when you're facing power struggles around simple things like getting your kid in the car seat, getting them to bed, getting them to take a shower, your days can feel very frustrating. Even though power struggles are present constantly in the parent-child relationship, they don't always have to be messy and complicated, especially if we can catch them early and strive to hand over a little bit of that power to balance things out with our kids. And today I'll tell you the simple three-step approach that I use to manage power struggles in my own brain. Before we get into that, I want to tell you that my brand new program, Partners in Parenthood, opens today, October 21st. Enrollment is open for one week. The program actually gets started next Thursday on October 28th. I've been working on this program for a long time and it started very big. So I originally thought I needed about eight hours of content to cover everything that I wanted to teach you about raising kids collaboratively with a partner. It was going to be four steps, two hours of video content for each step plus a workbook. And my husband was like, Uh, Yeah, no, nobody's going to do that today. (laughs) And he's absolutely right. In fact, what I could see happening is that people would sign up 
and I'd lose you after step one. The truth is that we're all very busy. We're all distracted. We all got a lot going on. You do not have eight hours or even four hours of undivided attention to devote to this. So I worked really hard to cover everything that I want to cover. So I started to shrink it down and down and down until I got to a size that I thought would actually be palatable for partners. So this program, which is focused on finding a unified approach to parenting, meeting your partner in the middle, like I ask you to do with your kids, is four steps. Each step has 20 to 25 minutes of video content. So all in, it's around 90 minutes, about an hour and a half of pre-recorded video, plus a workbook. And the one thing that's very different about this program, which I haven't done before, is that I'm offering some custom feedback and private coaching sessions. Therefore, instead of just assuming everybody needs eight hours of listening to me talk, I'm going to give you an hour and a half of listening to me talk, and then the option of diving deeper one-on-one so you can explore the areas that are actually relevant and challenging to you and your family. So I applied all my simplicity principles to this, less is more, and I truly believe that. You can get all the information, go to simplefamilies.com forward slash partners. And again, enrollment is open from October 21st through October 28th. And that's when we get started. You can participate anywhere in the world. I would love to have you and feel free to send me an email, Danae at simplefamilies.com if you have any questions. Back to today's episode, we're going to talk about power struggles in the parent-child relationship. And power struggles happen with my kids all day long, all day long. I'm constantly feeling the tug and the pull and the resistance of them asserting their power. For whatever reason, as a parent, I think sometimes we're on autopilot and we're busy. We don't notice these tugs. We don't notice these pulls. And power struggles can blindside us. And we can be knee-deep in it and not even notice. Sometimes I imagine power struggles like a tug of war with me on one side and my kid on the other side. When they're small, the pull or the tug doesn't feel as strong. The resistance is there, but it's easier to ignore it. I'm thinking about the two-year-old who doesn't want to get into the car. You can literally just pick them up and put them in the car if they refuse. They are tugging on that rope. They are asking for power. It is a power struggle. They're putting up resistance. But as the adult, when they're tiny, you are so much more powerful physically emotionally, cognitively, that you can push through this and not even notice that they're putting up a struggle, not even notice that they're tugging and putting up resistance. But as they get bigger, that pull gets harder and harder. The five-year-old who doesn't want to get in the car, you can't really just pick them up and put them in the car. They're bigger and stronger and louder, more opinionated. If you've ever tried to do that with a five-year-old, you'll probably find it gets really ugly really fast. And it doesn't feel good. It doesn't feel right. It certainly doesn't feel respectful. Frankly, it's not really respectful to do it to a two-year-old either, but it does happen all the time. So as they get bigger and they pull harder and harder, we have to get better at leaning into it rather than pulling back with all our might. I often think about the expression, stand your ground. Yes, stand your ground, but don't dig your heels in. Stand lightly on the ground. Be willing to take a step forward. Be willing to meet in the middle. 
when you feel those tugs of resistance, they happen from the earliest days. Instead of seeing them as a challenge of your authority, see them as an invitation, an invitation and a reminder to hand over a little bit of that power that you have to help your kids feel balanced. Because remember, it's all part of this grand plan of parenting, which is slowly letting go little by little, day by day, handing over the power until eventually our kids are grown and out of the house and completely responsible for themselves. It doesn't happen overnight. It happens day by day, hour by hour. And our kids are really good about asking for that power through resistance, through requests, and through demands. Now, when I say I need you to stand your ground, not dig your heels in, be willing to take a step forward, you might ask, why do I have to be the one to step up and meet in the middle? Well, because it can take some creativity. It can take some advanced reasoning and logic, stuff that most kids are still developing. Now, I want to dispel a myth. There's this myth that you have to show kids who's boss. Spoiler alert, they already know. They know how much power you wield. You are bigger and stronger and louder and smarter. And by the nature of all these things, kids are naturally inferior and they're often marginalized as a result. They're treated as peripheral and insignificant. And if you and or your partner feel like you need to behave or respond in a certain way for the sole purpose of asserting your authority, just remind yourself, you already have a heck of a lot of authority and a heck of a lot of power. What you might not have is compliance. You might not have complete obedience. I mean, you can walk around all day telling people what to do, but what they actually do is another story. So you have power. What you need is compliance, not necessarily total obedience. Let's dig a little deeper into this because I said so demanding obedience mentality. When you approach challenges with your kids with this mindset, someone always loses. It's often the parent. This type of parenting was really common a generation ago, and it has a slippery slope effect to it. We're going to take a quick 60-second word from our sponsor, and I'll give you an example and tell you more about what I mean by this. The sponsor for today is Native. My partner and I have been using Native for many years now. Actually, we started using Native back when we lived in Texas. And based on the heat in Texas, I like to think that if it works in Texas, it can work anywhere. Native is a natural deodorant company, and I tried a lot of different types of natural deodorants before I finally found Native. It's the only one that's worked for me. Native cares about the products that you put on your body. Perhaps you've tried or heard about their legendary aluminum-free deodorant, but they also have body wash, toothpaste, and mineral-based sunscreen. Native is on a mission to overhaul your entire hygiene routine by putting the care in self-care. So stay fresh, stay clean with Native by going to nativedo.com simple, or use the promo code simple at checkout to get 20% off your first order. That's nativedo.com simple, or use the promo code simple at checkout for 20% off your first order. So we're talking a little bit about the quote unquote, because I said so style of parenting and the impact that it has in a power struggle and how it can very quickly and easily be a slippery slope. It might sound something like this. Let's say you need your kid to feed the dog. Hey, Joey, go feed the dog. Joey keeps playing. 
doesn't move, doesn't acknowledge your request. Hey, Joey, I said go feed the dog. Joey does not move. Joey continues to build his block tower. Now you're getting heated. Go feed the dog right now. Joey is still ignoring you. Ignoring is a form of resistance. Did you know your kid can be in a power struggle with you by not saying anything at all? These might be the most frustrating types of power struggles. All right, so going on from here, now you're yelling. Go feed the dog right now or you'll lose screen time. You're yelling and you're threatening. Still not working. Where do you go from here? You are hot and your kid is not doing what you need them or want them to do. So here's the slippery slope. Go feed the dog right now or I'll spank you. For you is the next step after removing a privilege, threatening a physical punishment, the point where you feel like you need to use fear and threats. And this sucks. It sucks to be the kid on the receiving end of these type of interactions, even if you're not going to act on them. It also sucks to be the parent who feels like they have to resort to this type of approach. For anyone out there saying, well, I want obedience, you might want to look into pet ownership. Pets are really good at being subservient. Children, on the other hand, are not. They are real people, albeit small people. They have hopes and dreams and wants and aspirations. They have ideas and agendas of their own. And while they don't always get their way, showing them respect and meeting them halfway is essential in building the parent-child relationship. And when you have a strong, connected parent-child relationship, children are more likely to behave in the way that you need them to behave. It has a way of coming full circle. I respect you and you respect me. I know that it is hard to enjoy family life and to enjoy your kids when you're resorting to fear and to threats. Maybe this is the way that you were raised. Maybe this is what your parents did for you and you just assume it's the only way or maybe you assume it's the best way. It's not. You can stand your ground without digging your heels in. So when I see this kind of scenario go down, Joey feed the dog, I ask the kid to do something and I get ignored. First, I notice it. Noticing the power struggle as it's arising is the hardest part. You can't see the forest for the trees. This is one instance where it is helpful to have a partner that can help you to point this out when it happens because it is very, very hard to see until you're in the thick of it. But you'll get better at it. I'm going to give you a lot more examples. So first, step one, you see it. You see that power struggle arising. Then step two, you soften. And when I say soften, I don't mean sweeten. I mean soften your shoulders and lower your tone. Our natural tendency is to raise our voice. Our natural tendency is for our shoulders to go up around our ears and get tense. So lower your voice and lower your shoulders. That doesn't mean you have to put your sweet fake voice on like, Hey, Joey, it's time to go feed the dog. Can you please do it right now? No, I never talk to my kids like that ever. I mean, maybe when they're sick, do I sweet talk them like that? But generally, no, I don't talk to my kids like that. You can still be positive. You can still be respectful and use your normal voice. So step one, see the power struggle. Step two, soften your shoulders, lower your voice. 
or maybe just maintain your voice, keep it the same. And then look for where you can flex. Be willing to step forward and meet them in the middle and hand over some power. So this is what I might do. Hey, Joey, go feed the dog. I get ignored. I walk over, get down low, maybe on my knees on the floor with him. And I say, hey, Joey, the dog is super hungry. I see you're in the middle of building that block tower. It looks really fun. But as soon as it falls down, let's press pause and come feed the dog. Then you can come back and build some more. See what I mean about getting creative? It does take a little bit of creativity. It takes some pause and it takes some thought to meet in the middle. But right there, I did the process. Number one, I saw the power struggle arising and I acted before it got out of control. Number two, I softened myself and my tone. When I got down on the floor, that right there was handing some of the power back over, getting eye level with my child because I am so much bigger than my kids. And I noticed what he was doing. I see you're building that tower and that looks like a lot of fun. I acknowledged him and used respectful language. And then number three, I looked for where I could flex. And in this instance, as with many instances with my kids, I can flex on the timeline. It doesn't have to be right now. It can be in 30 seconds. The dog will not die if it doesn't eat in 30 seconds. So I said, I see you're in the middle of building that block tower. As soon as it falls down, let's press pause and come feed the dog. Then you can come back and build some more. So I handed some power over by letting him have a little bit more time, not demanding it right now. Did I stand my ground? Yes, I held the boundary and I held the expectation. But using my tone and my demeanor, I prevented the power struggle from escalating and I was able to hand over some of the power and balance things by flexing a little bit on the timeline, not demanding it happens right now. So step one, you have to see it. Step two, you have to soften your demeanor and your tone. Soften doesn't mean sweeten. You'll hear that in my following examples too. And step three, you have to be willing to step forward and meet in the middle. You have to be willing to flex a little bit and then rinse and repeat because I feel like I literally do this all day long with my kids and not just my kids, with people I care about, with people that I have a respectful, mutual, positive, warm relationship with. Balancing the power, giving a little, getting a little, is a natural part of human interactions. And our kids are no exception to this. I know it really helps to hear examples. So I actually have five more examples of power struggles that have come up in my house. I could probably come up with like five every hour for you. And I'll tell you how I handled them. I'm going to read through them first and then I'll go through one by one. The first one, I want to watch Captain Underpants. No, you're not allowed to watch Captain Underpants. I don't like that show and the contents and the language they use. Number two, I want to brush my own teeth. You're not brushing your own teeth. You don't do it well enough and you're going to end up with cavities. Number three, I want to cross the road by myself. You're not old enough to cross the road. You could get hit by a car. Number four, I want to pack my own lunch. You don't get up early enough to pack your lunch. And I have to make sure that your lunch is healthy. Number five, I don't want to leave the playground. We're leaving right now. Before I walked through how I handled those and what the middle ground was, I want to first recognize what all these have in common. These are all surrounding independence. They show our kids growing and wanting to make decisions for themselves and the way that they spend their time. 
And on the parent side, they showed me really being stuck in my head with the best of intention, wanting to keep my kids safe and well-fed and still needing to get the job done. You know, you got to leave the playground because I need to get home and start dinner. My intentions are in the best of place. But in all of these instances, I am headed straight for power struggles. So I'm going to first notice the power struggle when it pops up before it gets too bad. When my kid asserts themselves, makes a demand, tugs and pulls a little bit. Then I'm going to soften myself. I'm not going to get heated. I'm not going to get escalated. I'm not going to get tense. And then I'm going to figure out where I can flex and meet in the middle. All right, so number one, I want to watch Captain Underpants. You know, I have some concerns about the contents of Captain Underpants. I don't really like the way they talk to each other. I don't really like the language that they use. But what we can do is we can read the books together. That way we can talk about some of these things as they come up. How does that sound? Number two. I want to brush my own teeth. Sure, you can brush your own teeth. How about you brush for 30 seconds and then I'll brush for 30 seconds. Do you want to go first or do you want me to go first? Number three, I want to cross the road by myself. I'd love to teach you how to cross the road. First, you stand here. You look left, you look right, and you look left again. If you don't see any cars, then you can cross. Anytime you want to cross the road, we can practice this together. And when it's safe, I'll let you walk across by yourself. But I need to be here watching. Number four, I want to pack my own lunch. It sounds like you want to have more of an opinion about what you eat for lunch. That sounds good. You're going to need to get up a little bit earlier. And I have a list of things we have to include. A vegetable, a fruit, a protein, a grain, and some dairy. Let's do this. And lastly, number five, I don't want to leave the playground. I know you're having so much fun here with your friends. I have to get home and make dinner. Why don't you pick two more things to do? Okay, so you want to go down the slide once more and go across the monkey bars? Sounds good. Then let's hit the road. In all of these instances, I was able to keep my kids safe, to get my job done, to do what I needed to do, and still be respectful, to still get buy-in from my kids to meet my kids in the middle. I will tell you that I am not an expert at avoiding power struggles. And in fact, I don't even strive to avoid them. I just strive to notice them and figure out how to flex and balance the power in this relationship that is by nature very unbalanced. I hope you found this helpful. I hope you've enjoyed this episode. If you are interested in joining me in Partners in Parenthood, I would love to have you. I'd love to get to know you better. Go to simplefamilies.com forward slash partners. Enrollment is open now until October 28th. If you've enjoyed this episode, take a screenshot of yourself listening to it and post it up to your Instagram stories. You can also directly share the link at simplefamilies.com forward slash episode 282. As always, thanks for tuning in and have a good one.